Welcome everyone back to Stanko Stance. John Stanko being joined by two very special guests, Jack Clark and Steve Coltso here. They are uh, co-workers with me and friends with me in the Iona College Athletics Department. All of us work in the communications field. Jack, Steve, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. We know that Steve is super excited. I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right. So here's what we're going to do today as my phone goes off unprofessionally in the middle of the podcast. Is what we're going to do is we're going to do a draft of our top five Iona athletic moments from this past year. We're going to go snake draft. Our esteemed producer, Joe DeLuizio, had the random order that he selected before we get on here. So Steve's going to go first. Jack's going to go second. And I'm going to go third. And so... We'll turn it over to Steve. Now, the general rule is that you can't pick, like, an overarching thing, like men's basketball winning four straight. It has to be a little bit more specific than that. That's the only general rule that we have. Otherwise, free-for-all, whatever you want. All right? Got it. All right, Steve, you're on the clock. All right, so I think mine's going to be the most predictable uh, one-on-one pick. I'm going to pick the MAC championship game. Um... It is the fourth consecutive win for men's basketball. Uh, not just the win, the entire game. You got Ricky McGill pumping everyone up on the bench after Iona's run away a little bit. Uh, you got another nice showing by the by the Heinz faithful, by the Durashell faithful coming by and supporting uh, supporting the the Gales. Um, we're fortunate enough to be in the locker room and really experience everything that uh, a lot of others can't see. So. Uh, we get to see just all the celebration, all the hugs, all the tears, um, all the raw emotion from everyone, which is a, a really special moment. Um, and I'm lucky enough to, to sit courtside. Uh, I film baseline for our teams and going uh, rushing the court. Uh, we're lucky enough. This is the fourth straight year. Uh, Stanko and I have done this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're glad that we can be used to it and kind of know the deal by now. <laughs> That's true. Um, and just after the way the season started, uh, it didn't look exactly like uh, the Gills got off to a hot start um the way they overcame a lot of different factors uh that was a special moment yeah i definitely agree with you there i think uh john matanko getting the ice bath in the in the locker room before coach clues was pretty funny he just dove right in there yeah there are a lot of little stories that a lot of people don't know yeah so i mean safe to say that is probably the highlight for most general iona fans this year is men's basketball winning that fourth straight and going to the ncaa tournament once again yeah let me just mention that you know Steve, you wouldn't have been back there without my press pass that we had to switch off. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I won't. Well, you gave it away. I was not going to say how I got behind the scenes when I technically was not supposed to. I almost didn't make it on the court. I think, like you said, four years in a row for you guys was nice because maybe the security guards recognize you, but they were not interested in letting me onto the court. But I made it. I mean, they security did a great job. They followed all their directions. Just we found our way into where we weren't supposed to be. Like you said, Iona's used to how it goes, so we knew so we know how to bend the rules just a little bit. Exactly. All right. So number one pick in the draft, men's basketball four Pete the champion game over Monmouth. Jack, you got pick number two in the first round. I'm going with Galespies. It was my okay. first time on staff being able to help out. I helped out in the past a little bit, never behind the scenes like we did this year, like I got to this year. And it's really nice. Obviously, it's an event that keeps, I think, getting better every year. I've only done it twice, but it's, I've seen the progress in it. Everyone that works behind the scenes does a great job setting it up, especially the... Um, our academic staff, Tiffany in particular, and plus the students. And it, other than the one little hiccup that we had, which may or may not have been my fault, <laughs> it, w- it was a very fun event. And I think the my favorite part from it is the red carpet at the beginning and seeing the personalities of student athletes that you don't exactly get to see. It, that, that was the best part for me. Yeah, I mean, I think credit to Fran Kinsey. He stole the show on the red carpet. Wasn't even supposed to be there. 
was a late addition to the party. But I mean, Steve, I mean, you were working upstairs the whole time, and you saw Fran lighting it up on the red carpet. Yeah, the the red carpet is is a great time. Uh, sometimes we got putt putt going on. We got a lot of different games, a lot of different personalities of the students. A lot of a lot of them might be a little timid. A lot of them are outgoing, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the the beauty of college athletics. You got the whole range there. Um, I'm the director upstairs, so it can get a little hectic. Um, but it's definitely that was going to be one of my picks for sure. So um, I hate you. <laughs> All right, well, so with the second pick, we got Jacqueline with the Gale Speeds in the first round. So for the third pick, I think this is a pretty obvious one for for all Iona fans, too, but it's the game against UNC. That first half, uh, I mean, I'm at the game at the scores table, and I'm doing the official book for Iona College Athletics, and I'm also trying to operate our Twitter account while prepping bullet points for my game recap at the end. And, folks, I couldn't do all that. That was figuratively impossible. (laughs) Literally impossible. Literally. Uh, Twitter was absolutely blowing up. I mean, for me, the really cool thing was the Ringer changing their Twitter account name to Iona fans, and I'm a huge fan of the Ringer and all that they do, so that was really awesome. Um, You got UMBC reaching out to us, Zach Seidel over with the Retrievers, who I actually know from my time at the America East. He doesn't remember me, but I remember him. So there was a a ton happening in that first half, and I... The North Carolina SID could not have been better during that moment. He's like, you guys are beating us right now. You guys deserve to be winning. And he was really kind about it. Granted, he hustled at halftime and went back there, and I'm sure was maybe a little bit nervous. Second half didn't go our way. The worst thing that could have happened in in that game was halftime. We wish there was a two-minute water break, and that's it. Stayed back there on the court. But, I mean, Jack, unfortunately, you couldn't go this year. You were watching with your buddies at home, but, Steve, you were there in the arena. Everybody was rooting for us, and that's something that I'm never going to forget. Right. Uh, And the same with our other... uh NCAA games uh, when we play Oregon if, if we go on a little bit of hot streak a lot of people like to root for the underdog um, we don't think of ourselves as that sometimes but based on the way the seating goes uh, we, we are the underdogs going in uh, Ricky McGill was on fire that day mm-hmm. um, and if you want to just follow up on that at the end uh, when Ricky McGill came out at the end as well uh, his farewell um, the emotion coming from from him and his teammates and Coach Kloos um, the NCAAs was was a great time, and that first half is definitely something I'm not going to forget. That was awesome. I was literally just watching the. I was scrolling through my Twitter account this morning at the, in the office, and I was came across the retweet of from the NCAA account the all ten threes from the mm-hmm. first half, and just yeah, going back and thinking about it now, you saying I think I knew this, but I never really thought about it. Doing three jobs at once that were. Insane. Insane. You couldn't really do all of them. And I was sitting at home because of scheduling conflicts with, with the uh, you know other sports and stuff. But I was sitting at home on my buddy's couch drinking beer, watching with two people who I used to go to school here with. It was incredible. Right. Following up on that, yeah, you have to kind of think in the moment and how you're going to market yourself as well because now everyone's paying attention to your mm-hmm. game um, and do, doing the right things, making sure everything's spelled correctly, uh, making sure you hype everyone up. So that was, that was quite the day. Yeah, and fun fact with that game, Ricky McGill, the most single three-pointers hit against a UNC opponent in NCAA tournament history. I think he tied the record there. And Iona set the record, I believe, for most three-pointers as a team made against the Tar Heels in, the, in an NCAA tournament game. So the Gales made a little bit of history against one of the most prominent teams in all of college basketball. So not too shabby there. So we move on to the second round, and because it's Snake, I get to go again. So I'm pretty excited about that. So looking at my list here. I think uh, I know where you're going to go with. You just, think? Yes. Mm, okay, well, I think I'm going to throw you for a swerve. I have no idea. I think I'm going to throw you for a swerve. I'm going with post-game of the Iona Volleyball after their NCAA match against Pittsburgh. Okay, you're right. Uh, I'm wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. wrong. So the reason this is, is because during the match, especially the first set, Iona played great. 
And then the second set happened, and it's very interesting because with the way volleyball works, if you don't know, the teams switch benches between each set. So I was next to Iona bench the first set. Second set is Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh comes over, and they see Iona in a rotation, and Pittsburgh's going, what kind of rotation is this? I don't know this rotation. This is really weird. What's happening there? Why is that person there? They're very confused. I look over at our bench. I'm peeking down going, Patrick looks a little confused, but he keeps his calm demeanor. Patrick uh, Santiago, former head coach, now at, now associate head coach at Duke. And so we get to the end of the game. We lose in straight sets, but we still play really, really well. The best uh, outing by a MAC team in the NCAA tournament in over a decade. And so... We get to the press conference, and we ask for an opening statement from Coach, and Coach Santiago goes, well, except for the coach who put in the wrong rotation for our student-athletes at the start of the second set to put us in a hole, I think we did a really good job. That, that coach just may be fired. Now, Patrick Santiago has a very unique sense of humor that I got immediately. Nobody else in the room got it, so everyone looks and going, uh, what? And he goes, guys, it was me. I put in the wrong rotation. It's okay. But that moment of just them being able to laugh after their season coming to an end, everyone having a good chuckle was really good. Uh, Santiago explained the whole story to me after. Was I was in stitches crying. Just He was so self-deprecative. It was great. And then dinner with the team afterwards, too, smiling. You could see the sense of relief kind of on their faces that the long season was over, but still a sense of accomplishment. 20-win season, MAC regular season, MAC re- uh, program record, 16 MAC wins. They, they took all individual awards that season. They cleaned house. And to see it end in that moment and share that moment with them was something I really remember. Yeah. Uh, following up on Patrick Santiago, those who know him know <laughs> they, they know him. They know his personality. They know how uh, crazy he is. After our home wins on the on the court, he would hug our analyst or uh, play-by-play guy, Ian Sachs, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't him on the call, it was someone else, and he'd give them a hug as well. Um, so he's, he's quite the character. Uh, he calls a lot of people coach, including myself, <laughs> yeah. and just uh, makes fun of a lot of people as well in a in the nicest of ways so uh congratulations to santiago as well on new on the new gig yep jack you got the next pick in the second round all right i got at number four visiting allen Fieldhouse with the women's ah. basketball team this one definitely had the potential to be a lot higher um it was somewhat soured by the fact that we didn't play the best basketball as a team but i think the the main reason being that we were caught in the middle of a blizzard mm-hmm. that wasn't so expected, which meant that no one was in the arena. I mean, I'm not kidding you. There was probably like 15 people in the entire arena. That we includes ended up, the staff. No, excluding the excluding staff. The excluding staff. the staff. Excluding the so staff. So 15 dedicated fans. Yeah. They must have been living on campus or something. <laughs> um, but, you know, that affecting the attendance of the game and then us getting stuck in Kansas for maybe couple extra days longer but it it was actually really just an incredible experience that was when i really first came that was my first travel trip with a team with basketball um so it was really cool they still did everything that they do for um home games which included the rock chalk um alma mater chant and everything Mm -hmm. so i was kind of with it being 15 people in the stands it was kind of hard to appreciate it but i could imagine what it would be like when they play uh, when the kansas men's team plays in a packed arena, hearing that go off with the drums and everything, that was really cool experience. Right, so I've been to Allen Fieldhouse as well. Uh, I don't travel much with, with any of the teams, uh, but I've been there a few years ago um, when our men's team played Kansas as well. 
Um, that's a, that was a team with Joel Embiid. That was a team with Andrew Wiggins. Um, so that game didn't exactly go out come in their favor as well. Um, but that that arena is is something to behold. It's such a rowdy environment. I I forgot that you guys were there for that one. I that, actually haven't been there. So yeah, you guys have been just, there. Just right? Yeah, yeah. That game was another one that kind of went good in the first half, and then everything fell apart. It seemed like the referees weren't calling anything in our favor in the second half. But yeah, if I remember correctly, I think we were only down five, maybe with ten or fifteen minutes left in the game. So we held our own. All right, that's a very solid pick. Very solid pick. Thank you. All right, so with the final pick of the second round, we go. We turn to Steve Colto. All right, so I'm going to go with uh, the MAC Water Polo Championships when. Uh, Iona defeated VMI, and water polo head coach Brian Kelly picked up his 378th win with the women's program. He's already the winningest uh, head coach in Iona history, uh, but now he's he ties Al Zocalillo of, of baseball. Good job on the pronunciation. Thank you. Um, for the most wins for one single program of all time. Um, he knew this going in. I don't believe the players knew, um, but I've been working with Brian now for, for four years and even more since when I was a student. Uh, it's a great moment for him, great moment for his team, for the alumni, for the current players. Uh, that was just a special moment. That's a good one. I actually didn't have that one written down, so good call for you. Thank you. Very good call. All right, well, you, you get to go again. So, because snake order, so double up here. So, I'm going to somewhat follow up on what you were saying with volleyball. I'm going to choose that MAC championship game. Um, There's not much to follow up with that. Uh, We talked about the volleyball a little bit, Um, but just that's it's a great team. It's a great coach. Um, A lot of record setting performances. Um, I know the the girls were super uh, appreciative and uh, emotional following that game. Uh, We did a lot of. Uh, follow-up interviews with them but I don't want to go into expand too much because I know this is supposed to be very specific um, but that was it was a great game we were all watching um, and congrats to, to the Gales yeah I mean being there that that was unbelievable um, the composure that they showed uh, nobody's more excited for Mickey Mouse than Amanda Gannon nobody on earth I, there's it's literally impossible so but the team they deserved it and I mean it was a great moment I still have a video on my phone of uh Head coach Patrick Santiago carrying Nick Russo around the yeah. court, just going, Rrr! and so uh, I mean it was great. It was, it was a phenomenal team, a bunch of happy-go-lucky girls, and they, and they deserve to take home the title. Jack's got nothing to add. Just want to make sure. Want to make sure. Don't want to cut You said it all. You said it all. I following up with women's basketball. My number three is them. Their performance in the MAC championship, defeating Siena, upsetting Siena. As a number ten seed, uh, was and then eventually in the next round giving Ryder the number two seed at the time a run for their money, a great first half performance, and then things started. Things fell apart in the second half, but overall it was a top five moment for me because it was like the culmination of an entire season where things just were not going their way. Whether it was just losing games, injuries, uh, just everything seemed to go wrong after they got that first win early on and then they get the buzzer beater win at Monmouth they end the season with two wins Monmouth and St. Peter's there at the end of the year and just having seeing everything come together being a part of the team behind the scenes seeing how hard they work as a team and and uh, the coaching staff along with the players it was just really nice to see all their hard work pay off there yeah, in the end. Yeah, you said it, Jack. They uh, The start to the season wasn't what the Gales would have wanted, um, but to see that improvement, you mentioned that game against Monmouth, I think was a huge uh, mm-hmm. momentum shift, a huge um, 
boost, I guess, for the confidence. Uh, so it was all about growth throughout the year. It was it didn't start the way they wanted, but they certainly improved throughout the year. Yeah, and they dominated that game against Siena too in the in that upset. They from the get go, yeah. they dominated that game and they they took it home and listen. They dominated Ryder in the first half too, and then it was kind of like the same thing. where yeah. they probably wish they could have just stayed out there rather than go rather to than going break. To, yeah, let them make adjustments. Listen, Coach Chambers knows how to coach in the postseason. That's one thing you can't deny. Against Maryland, when they made the NCAA tournament, they competed against the Terrapins the entire game. Coach Chambers knows how to coach in the postseason. There's no doubt. Absolutely. All right, so now I got two picks in a row. So with the final pick of the third round, I'm going to go with a specific award. And that award is the most outstanding runner slash track performer and that Iona swept that category this year in all three MAC championships. Liam D getting most outstanding runner at cross country as Iona won their 28th straight. In indoor, it was Jordan Brandon. And then in outdoor, it was Johannes Moshman, who was a co-most outstanding track performer. This program is so dominant and so many people don't know about it. And the fact that we were able to sweep those three major awards and all for all everyone running in the conference, I think just shows what director Joe Pienta and his staff have done there that now they're across all three seasons. They have outstanding runners at the top of the field competing at the highest of the MAC level, but also at the NCAA level as well. Sweeping that award is not something that I think people should take lately. Everyone know, kind of knows what cross country is doing and with 28 straight, not enough people know, but at least it's at least on the radar. Now I think indoor track and field and outdoor track and field, those programs are going as well. So sweeping those three major awards with those three different student athletes, that's something that I think the program should be incredibly proud of and I think is a really cool accomplishment. Yeah, we can't talk enough about how dominant that program is and the women's program is dominant as well, but 28... 28 straight for cross country is now I mean, it's it, you can't even fathom it you it, there's nobody to describe how dominant that team is even more so than your patriots Sanko. just it, the, it every year consistency um there's there's two words you can't you can't michael myers Michael Myers. They won't die. The men's cross-country team will never die. Feel yes, free to read stankostance.wordpress.com uh, for more plug. details. <laughs> Just, that's not shameless. That's directly at the camera. I'm looking right at it. Everybody read it. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, I can pull it up here and refresh it in a little bit. But, like, if you look at, like, the top hits from 1991, I could tell you that the top-grossing film was Terminator 2. Uh, and Silence of the Lambs came out and swept all five major Oscar categories. Two of my all-time favorite movies. So that was the start of a, so that was the start of a good run. Go for it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so now I get to pick the first pick of the fourth round. Um, so just to recap through the first three rounds, Steve, you have men's basketball winning the championship game and accomplishing the four-peat. You have Mac Waterpolo beating VMI in the MAC championship and Brian Kelly setting yet another uh, record here at Iona. And then if I can read my handwriting here, this third one you have... Talk about me. Yes, my third one is the it, the Mac championship the Mac game cha- for volleyball. Yes, Mac championship game for volleyball, and then and then accomplishing that title. Can't read my own handwriting. Jack, for you, your first pick was the Gale Speech. Second pick was visiting Allen Fieldhouse, and the third pick was women's basketball overachieving in the Mac championship and playing very well. And for myself, I have the game against UNC volleyball NCAA post match, and then the cross country track and field men's side sweeping the major uh, running awards. So pick number four. Going to get a little bit uh, sentimental here. This one um, is when I heard Austin Stilato's game-winning call on WFAN and ESPN Radio. 
Um, one thing we do for every single men's basketball game, or actually, I should say, basketball championship game, because when, when the women are in it too, we do it. It was we do the radio broadcast, so we give the chance for students to call the game um, and have a chance to experience the championship atmosphere and also for their reel. And if we're lucky enough to win, we chop up the highlights, especially the final call, and we send it to WFAN, CBS Radio, Sirius Radio, ESPN, whatever. The whole nine, yep. Yeah, the whole nine. So it's a lot of work at the end of the night for the student um, because they have to chop it all up. They have to get it all out there. It's a lot of work for us, too. It's a lot of work for us, too. Um, But we're not going to pat our own backs here. Um, But on the ride home, hearing his call, getting the text from him, saying, hey, my call was on WFA, and that's freaking awesome. Him experiencing that with his dad in the car they were driving together, that's just a sense of pride. Austin's only a sophomore, and he's immensely talented, and for him to have that moment, that's something that I'm just incredibly stoked about and glad we can give that opportunity to somebody. Yeah, I'll shout out Austin a little bit as well. He's a natural. He's awesome what he does, um, and he's only going to be a junior uh, this year. But we've been fortunate enough with our MAC championships that a lot of these students have had opportunities. We've had, well, Stanko called the Fairfield game uh, last year. We had Lawrence Bellanzani and Kevin Walsh call a MAC championship. We had Ian Sachs call a MAC championship. So there are a lot of students, thankfully, with our success to help them build success as well. Um, we have a great ESPN program uh, at Iona, which gives students a lot of these opportunities. Yeah, I mean, just awesome moment. And Jack, you also got to call a game. You got to call the Fairfield game with, with me. You, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Sorry, Jack. No, it's okay. Yeah. Well, so. I thought you were going with the play-by-play guys, which is... No, no, no. We got to get some shine to the color, too. Got to get some... It's fine. It's fine. Just as You're the one who knows basketball. I'm just the one who just kept us happening. That's all. You did a great... Uh, that's the thing, too, is everyone that we've... You could say that the athletic department has given the students that opportunity, but those students have made the most of the Absolutely. opportunity and did such a great job that I think... I don't know if that WFAN is putting that on just cause. You know, they want something that's good. Mm-hmm that people want to hear and that everyone's done a good job with it and it's the hard work has paid off for those students yeah so we had like ian Sachs was you know something along the lines of like slaying the beast when we when women when the women beat marist um and then another call when they beat quinnipiac in, the, in 2016 uh, a lot of calls a lot of back-to-back back-to-back-to-back back-to-back-to-back-to-back mm-hmm. uh <laughs> calls so they've uh, certainly made the most of their opportunity all right so there we go so that's the first pick of the fourth round jack you now take the turn done with basketball okay going to softball Haley Thompson, walk-off Grand Slam versus Niagara in the MAC Championship. Number two moment for me. Uh, that one was fun. That was um, going up there to Marist, uh, making that drive, and being able to be there with the team. Oh, beforehand, Only they had a lot of success uh, during the regular season. I got to experience a lot of it. A lot of their um, home games they played in April, and they played incredible at home. Um Going into the MAC tournament, obviously that was a new experience for me, and that one was nice because it wasn't like working the home games. The only thing I had to worry about was uh, social media, and I didn't have to worry about uh, doing the music, PA, etc. Mm-hmm. It was nice to absorb a different kind of game atmosphere there at Maris, which is a beautiful field, and just a back and forth game where I didn't expect it to be like that. I didn't expect it yeah. to be a, a slugfest with Kara on the mound, but. Um, you kind of had that feeling. It, it was also a, a sentimental or, or an emotional moment for Haley Thompson. You felt it kind of in the in, in the, the air. air. Yeah. And going up, I remember I was walked. I was taking pictures, so I had walked to the side facing her at the plate, and I got those snapshot photos of her making contact. And in the background, you could see Katie Jansen, head coach Katie Jansen, in the mo- in the act of jumping up for joy. <laughs> 
Uh, but but that moment was number two for me. It was an awesome moment to be a part of. Yeah, you should have seen our athletic department in the offices <laughs> trying true. to keep track of that game. Unfortunately, that game wasn't uh, streamed or, or aired, so we had our laptops open, you know, watching watching the rally happen. And then you got uh, our AD Mac Levasky, and then Brian Davis, thankfully not in a meeting, huddled around <laughs> Stanko's computer watching that game, and just you know, four runs pop up for the walk off, and it was awesome. Yeah, you just see the the tally go up by four, and we're like, wait, what happened? Walk off, Grand Slam, and we're all screaming. You got, you got the AD screaming at the top of his lungs that we won a MAC championship game on a walk-off. That, that's the hardest part, too, is like you guys are in the office jumping for joy, and I'm kind of yeah. there like taking the pictures, and I'm like, as excited as I am, I'm like, oh, I'm in the back of my head, I'm like, I need to get this like celebration now, as yes. much as I can do, like yeah. get all this stuff ready, and like get the, gather the players and mm-hmm. coach to get the interviews for the MAC. Yeah, in our profession, that's, that's, like you can be happy for probably about five seconds, yeah. then you really got to get to work. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very it's a very true point. Um, we get to, we're lucky to experience a lot of those happy moments, but also got to have tunnel vision uh, when you got when you got to get the work done. But very good pick. Very good. it's funny because Steve called to us before this. Were there any softball walk offs this year? I don't remember. Yeah, I what just about, knew because they weren't home, so th- we didn't have any walk off home runs at home. So that's right. why I somehow forgot that one. Now yeah. that you bring it up, I'm like, wow, yeah, that was an awesome moment. <laughs> All right, so Steve, your final two picks: the last pick of the fourth round and the first pick of the fifth round. Yeah, I've. Uh, I have a lot I can go with. Uh, maybe we can, we can do some, some honorable, honorable mentions, mentions later. So uh, we'll do that after we, we mm-hmm. choose our five. Um, my next one I have Lift a Ween. Um, okay. It's one of my favorite days of the year. Uh, it's for a great cause. Those who don't know, um, the student athletes gather in uh, Mulcahy um, to for a lot of athletic activities, um, but all to raise money for the Glot House, um, who provides assistance for those who uh, struggle a little bit financially in the New Rochelle area. Uh, so obviously, not just for a great night, whether it's just on a volleyball, tug of war, um, basketball, anything going on, uh, some food and drinks as well. And it's run by uh, by SAC, um, mm-hmm. who just does a great job every year with that. Um, but it also is, is a great cause, and it's one of my favorite days of the year. Yeah, I mean that's great. Also, Kelly Shaver, the strength conditioning coach, he gets a he gets his Correct. hand in it yep. as well. Uh, the highlight for me was the uh, members of the baseball team dressing up as the volleyball players. Yes, I failed to to include that they they come in their outfits and there there are a lot of good ones every yeah. year. Yeah, so the baseball players dressing up as the volleyball players and then playing volleyball with various student athletes trying to reenact the the volleyball student athletes. It was very very funny for me. Very, very funny. And again, right, it's a great cause. All the students are required to go. And they all go voluntarily, too, because it's a chance for them to dress up. They get a ton of photos taken of them, and it's all for a great cause. All right. So, Jack. Steve's going. So, it's Steve. my, my, snake, next, snake. my, my I, final pick. I'm like, Don't steal mine. PMT. I can't, I can't keep the snake order in time. All right. Go all ahead. right. So, I'm going to shift gears now to women's lacrosse. Um, not – well, there are a few things I can mention, but I'm not going to just because you guys still have your picks. Um, but I have – Shannon McCaffrey setting the new Iona saves record um, with, uh, I, th- I believe it's 438. Uh, the, the year didn't go as planned for the lacrosse team, um, but uh, a highlight was Shannon McCaffrey breaking the all-time record for for saves, and it's probably going to get lost in the shuffle a little bit because of the year they had, um, but she's been rock solid for the past few years for the Gales, and I think she deserves a ton of credit for the work she's done in that. Yeah, I mean, she's an absolute brick wall. I think her junior year, she was just, like, she is, like, 50%, state percentage. She's, like, all over for her what, junior yep, year. What, yep, records galore for her junior yeah, year. Yeah. She's going to yeah. end up as one of the best goalies uh, in program history. And uh, last year was a, a record-setting uh, year for, for McCaffrey. 
Yeah, that's a very, very good pick. Again, that team works really, really hard, and Michelle does a great job. The, the family atmosphere around that team is, I think, what makes it so special. And, I mean, Jack, we see it working in the press box. Steve, unfortunately, you're in the truck. But the, the fans that come out and you see them on the like the stands cheering them out every game, even if the season's not going great, the support they have is still phenomenal. Definitely. So for Shannon to get that moment and then for everyone to be there to kind of galvanize around her, even when the season's not going well, to cheer her on and make sure she gets the recognition she deserves, I think that's a phenomenal thing. Definitely. I agree. All right. So, Jack, your final pick in the fifth round. I can't believe nothing got stolen. I'm just glad. There Th- you go. This, this pick is easily top top one for me and doesn't exactly involve athletics like some of the past picks. It was um, the induction of Pat Quinn. I'm sorry, not the, the award given mm-hmm. to Pat Quinn at the Hall of Fame golf club outing, a uh, goal club outing. That was, for me, that was... Um, I've had done stuff with Pat Quinn in the past and been able to be around him and he's such a positive personality and just he uplifts everyone around him even with the stuff that he's going through it's stuff that you can't even imagine having to deal with on a daily basis and he truly as it's been said before encapsulate encapsulates the fight the good fight motto of the college and that was just a very emotional moment and nice to be a part of that's a phenomenal pick um i mean being in that room we were all there and the standing ovation he got when he was first introduced was more than 30 seconds people just standing up then when he finally got his award and after he spoke tears were flowing and emotions were incredibly high everyone came up to him after congratulated him everyone at the dinner who stayed for the dinner portion came up and congratulated him at the end just an unbelievable moment you have just someone else about pat quinn they named the pat quinn corner earlier in the year on mm-hmm. mazella field um words can't describe how much uh how inspirational Paquin has been to the college to the world to um just to, to many people so i can't believe i didn't think about that that was a great moment you mentioned the standing ovation so uh it's a great pick jack thank you very very good pick thank you don't know how i'm going to follow that one up because that's probably the number one pick related to athletics this year but my last pick is another sentimental one um I got to call, I own a softball game with my girlfriend, Courtney, who's a former student athlete here, and that was the most fun I've had in uh, such a long points. time. It's not brownie points. I had so I Unfortunately, in the position I have now, I am not lucky to call games as often as I'd like, which is one thing I love doing more than anything else. And so I was looking forward to this game. We had planned it for months. It's like, this is the game that's happening. Unfortunately, Steve was not there able to produce that game. But I was able to see the end of it. You were, you were able to see the end of it. But so before the game, Jack and I are working with Aiden to try and set up the truck on FaceTime with Steve to make sure that we get a broadcast going. I leave Courtney just to be like, hey, Courtney, go sit by over there because we're going to be, I'll be back. And I get back 10 minutes before the game starts. But then to to do the games was a ton of fun. Um, And it's just, I love calling games. Doing it with her was a ton of fun because she actually knows the sport really well. She knows the coach. She knows the players. Um, And that's just something that for sure is going to live on in my memory for sure. Well, shout out to Aiden and the rest of the student workers for putting on a full ESPN production by themselves. Mm -hmm. I had to be with water polo that weekend. Um, But they, from what I saw, they did a great job. And I'd love for Senko to describe how he signed off on that game uh, for the... Why do I describe it? So, the way a closing works on ESPN, you say, you know, for... supposed to say, for Courtney Miller, I'm Jonathan Stanko. It's been in the presentation of ESPN. A little bit more than that, but just about that. So, John says, for Courtney Stanko, I'm Jonathan Stanko, and quickly became her husband in about five seconds. Uh, I heard it, and I perked up a little bit when I heard it. I'm sure Jack heard it when he was at the game, but that was definitely one of my favorite moments of the year, so... Good, good. Thank you for bringing that up. Th- that was followed. It was a. Ugh. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was a game we won. We, uh, we won. No, I believe we lost both games that day against Fairfield. Did we? 
I'm trying to remember now because I I remember when being get, next to you and you said it, and I heard it. Let's check the schedule. You know what it might have been? Is I just remember getting up to run. So I was thinking that I ran to the field to try and get a uh, set something up for an interview. Is but the game I think, against Fairfield? Yeah. yeah. We lost that game. We lost, so we lost so that. I think I just was running to the truck, perhaps. But I heard it. Like you said, like you said, you perked up, heard it. I heard it as I was getting ready to play the final music and yeah, run to the everybody truck. Everybody heard it. And I, it, it like took me aback for a second. I'm like, what, what did I just hear? And I didn't know if you flipped them. You were Jonathan Miller. But yeah. that <laughs> I was called Jonathan Miller by the softball team for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that, but no, d- don't let Steve don't let Steve rain in your parade. It was a good moment. No, no, and, it was a great it, moment. No, it's for me, it's, for me, it's always it's always good too. Like when we get to do the games on ESPN, because then I have usually it's just me and Max, the, our compliance guy. Yeah, and we kind of just sit there and banter there. But then to be able to hear, get to hear what the broadcasters are saying, and then in between innings, get to talk to you guys. And, yeah, and to have another extra set of eyes is always nice. That's very true. Well, also in that game, there was the weird, the the obstruction thing or yeah. the pickled on third base or something like that where the umpire was asking for the rule book from our from our game up from Max and it was just like, what? You can't ask got, for the rule book. And then he got yelled at. Yeah. yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, that was a game uh, I definitely wanted to be there for. Um, we were trying to work out some dates as to when Courtney would be around. Um, same with some some basketball dates with some uh, other friends that we'd like to mm-hmm. to get in at some point. Shout out Mike, Mike Ritz. But uh, for, for softball, we were trying to work with Courtney as well. And Courtney's been a, a friend of mine as well for years. So definitely to watch the two uh, and, their, and their chemistry with how great they are. If you were so. in my ear when I said Courtney Stanko, I don't think... I don't know what you would have done. You would have been cackling. I probably would have walked time. out of the truck, and we never would have went off the air because I'd no. just be laughing. <laughs> Courtney looks at me, going, "What did you call me?" And I, I didn't know that I said it, which is the worst part, until someone showed me the video after, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, yeah, the video that Steve clipped." Oh my god, our, our friends knew very quickly. <laughs> I'm sure everyone Steve knew that immediately. When the uh, when her mom is texting her, going, "What did he call you?" And when fans from California are texting us, me and Courtney together in a group chat, going. Do we not know something? <laughs> Folks, I'm not li- never living it down. But still, regardless, that game was a ton of fun, and now it's a memory that I will never, ever forget. For better or for worse, <laughs> I will never, ever forget it. It's, it's a good pick. It's a solid pick. All right, so let's recap our top five. So, with the number one pick, Steve chose the men's basketball four-peat, and then going down, he had Mac Waterpolo uh, winning as VMI. So, BK sets yet another program record here at Iona. Um, he's got Lifted Ween as well. He's got Shannon McCaffrey record. And then I can't, I can't. The Mac Volleyball. The Mac Volleyball winning championship. championship. (laughs) Guys, I need to improve my handwriting. (laughs) I really need to improve on it. Um, With the second pick, uh, Jack chose second, the Gale Speeds. Then he worked down going visiting Allen Fieldhouse, women's basketball, Mac Championship performance, Haley Thompson, Mac Championship walk off, and the Pat Quinn Award, which probably is the number one award. That's something that we're never going to forget the rest of our lives. It was incredible. Phenomenal pick. You get the MVP for that pick. Thank you. Um, And then for myself, I had UNC game uh, in the NCAA tournament for men's basketball, volleyball, NCAA post game uh, after their match against Pittsburgh. Uh, men's cross-country track and field sweeping their major awards. Uh, Austin Slaughter getting his call on the radio following men's basketball championship broadcast and then getting to do a broadcast with Corny and getting to do a broadcast in general. It were just moments I love. So before we close out, phenomenal five picks by all of us here. I'm going to pat ourselves on the back. What are some honorable mentions that we have uh, that we didn't get to go through? All right, so I'll, I'll go first. I have uh, 
BK, Brian Kelly, winning his 600th career uh, total win. With, the dude just uh, sets records nonstop. Yes, he does. He won uh, that day. And then the same day, they had a doubleheader that day, Michael Banks set a single-game record with 25 saves in one game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a special moment. Uh, and that was in Fordham, at Fordham, so also a rival of Iona. Yep. So. Um, I had Josh Plimpton and uh, Linworth Lopez both tallying overtime winners for the men's soccer team. Um, I have the new Heinz Center uh, unveil that the that we're going to be getting a new arena. Um, so that was nice. I have uh, Zazaro no-hitter, as well as uh, the unveiling of our baseball uniforms, which is something we've kind of never really done before. Oh, yeah. That was, um, we did a, a, night, we did a video cool. for that, and the, the team was, was very happy about that. Yeah, that's a good one, too. That was actually one of our most successful videos of the year, too. And some other just, uh, we didn't mention some championships, women's cross country, golf uh, golf championship as well. So shout out to them. All right, Jack, what are some honorable mentions for you? Steve hit the nail on the head with a lot of them. I got, um, and now I, I, I don't want to take any of yours, but. But you will. Me, yeah, maybe. Men's basketball versus St. Peter's. Oh, that, that was another yeah. game that I got to watch kind of as a fan. The, the other games after that, me and you had to work in the end zone mm-hmm. and, and help out. But that one I, I kind of got to watch as a fan. I was clipping on Snappy from the stands, so as much of a fan as possible. And uh, sitting next to Davis, Brian Davis, Tom Moran, and Tiffany. and uh, They were not hand- we handling it well from we, what I heard. No, Brian Davis wasn't. We, we didn't know. It was kind of in the back. All of a sudden it's creeping in the back of your head like, this might be over. Yep. After as far as it came with seven-game win streak to go into the MAC, and then it was kind of like, oh boy, and uh, Brian Davis couldn't look. <laughs> I had the look, and thank God that ball came out because it was halfway down. Yeah, I mean, a good I rebound, EJ. I have not held my breath longer than I did in that moment. Uh, so working in the end zone, that quarterfinal game, there are SIDs from other various schools in front of me. And they all turn around at the same time. And I think it was Greg Ott from Ryder who went, you can breathe now, Stanko. It's okay. And I was like, whew. So, uh, yeah, that was a very stressful moment. But definitely one you're never going to forget. Never going to forget that one as and well. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, staff golf outing. That, that was, was a ton of fun. Honorable definitely. mention as a top. That, was, that, that could be top five. five. That was a great moment. That great was a time. Ton of fun. Um, honorable mentions for myself. Um, you mentioned the men's soccer winning on senior day. Lenworth Lopez, the OT winner. I had that on mine. Um, I have the men's basketball game at Siena during the regular season when Iona closed it out on a 19-1 to run to, I think, win the game 57-52 to was the final score. A barn burner of a game, but the Gales came back. They shut the Siena fans up, and I think Tuan Agee had like 25 points. He had five three-pointers. He was an absolute monster to close out that game. And that was kind of the moment where my head I'm going, the Gales might have turned it around. They're that back. that yeah. was following uh, probably a week or two later when we lost at home to Siena yeah. when we had about four opportunities in the final 10 seconds yep. to, to either take the lead, tie it up. Uh, yep. So that was a nice response there. Yep. Um, other honorable mentions was men's basketball senior day uh, with Ricky McGill. I mean, the dude's a legend at Iona. He has a record that literally can never be broken and can only be tied. Uh, he's, he's an absolute legend, and he had a senior day to remember as well. So that's just that's what I'm going to remember. Um, and then on a men's basketball trip to Canisius, we got to do a manager game. So it was the managers, assistant coach Ricky Johns, and myself versus the Canisius managers and a couple of their assistant coaches. And that was just a ton of fun, playing competitive basketball. Um, I was never very good at basketball when I was younger because I was known as Stank the Tank, and I was slow and pudgy. But um, sort of getting to play competitive basketball with people who actually know basketball was a ton of fun. Uh, Ricky Johns is very good at basketball. Stanko is not going to toot his own horn. He wants to be viewed as you know someone who's not very good at 
anything really but he just lives to prove people wrong he's good at almost every sport I do so don't it. take him lightly i do enjoy it um he gets the hustle points more than anyone <laughs> in the world anyone you the, know and no one hustle, bunny. yes no one will hustle harder than stanka the golden griffs may have made a mistake putting a rather unshaped person on me for the first 10 minutes of the game <laughs> just just putting it out there but regardless the game was a ton of fun and ricky johns the last five minutes of the game when it was close ricky johns was just like give me the ball <laughs> And then we gave him the ball, and we came away with a two-point win. Uh, so that was a ton of fun as well. But those are some of the honorable mentions for me. All right, guys. Steve, Jack, thank you so much for joining us. This was a ton of fun, something a little bit different. Definitely. Um, so, again, guys, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. This will be up, hopefully, and have, uh, you guys can share it. And if anyone else has other moments that they think we forgot or didn't get a proper honorable mention, feel free to let any of us know. Um, but for, thank you for tuning in to Stakeo Stance, and until next time.